Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corinne Pettit, and today's episode, sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, will present insight and information from Dr. Elizabeth Perkins about the differences between psoriatic arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and osteoarthritis and the connection between psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis. From time to time, we'll share sponsored content that we think is of benefit to those with psoriatic disease. MPF encourages everyone living with psoriatic disease to work with their healthcare provider to find an appropriate treatment for them. MPF does not offer medical advice, and this podcast should not be considered an endorsement for any particular treatment. My guest speaker today, Dr. Elizabeth Perkins, founder of Rheumatology Care Center in Birmingham, Alabama, is speaking on behalf of Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Dr. Perkins' experience growing up in San Antonio and her rotations in Texas and Virginia honed Dr. Perkins' medical interests in minority and underserved populations and developed her passion for helping patients facing challenging rheumatic conditions. Ultimately, it was her training with tough autoimmune diseases in a diverse cultural population that influenced her decision to subspecialize in rheumatology. So welcome, Dr. Perkins, and thank you for joining SoundBites. The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has many of our listeners focusing on health-related resolutions for 2021. So we're excited to have you here today to help inform and empower our listeners about the different forms of arthritis and why it's important to get the right diagnosis. For example, psoriatic arthritis is often confused with other forms of arthritis, such as rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis. So I'm hoping you can help our listeners understand the differences between each condition and resources available to get them on the path to diagnosis. So, let's first start with psoriatic arthritis, or PSA. What is psoriatic arthritis, and what are the symptoms? First, I'd like to applaud you for attending this podcast. It's a sign that you're on the right track to success with disease education. Psoriatic arthritis is trickier than some of our arthritises because you don't always have to have psoriasis. In fact, you don't have to have abnormal labs, And oftentimes the disease presents very differently between people. It might look like a hot, swollen sausage finger. And other times it might be widespread achiness that's hidden beneath the surface. Some patients have abnormal inflammation markers and others don't have any abnormal labs or x-rays. The hallmark symptoms for psoriatic arthritis are joint pain and swelling that's worse in the morning, It actually gets better with activity and exercise and oftentimes will respond to anti-inflammatories. Due to the widespread inflammation, it is common to experience fatigue too, which is often much more difficult to manage for some patients than even the joint pain. So you mentioned that psoriatic arthritis may be associated with psoriasis. And research shows that 31% of people with moderate psoriasis and 46% of people with severe psoriasis have reported developing psoriatic arthritis. However, not everyone who has psoriasis will eventually develop psoriatic arthritis. Can you tell us a little bit more about the connection between psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis? That's a great question. It really goes both ways. You can have patients with psoriasis that never develop psoriatic arthritis and just have wear and tear osteoarthritis. 
And then you can have psoriatic arthritis patients that never have psoriasis. So whether you have one or the other, or, or you even have both, it's important to keep in mind that the skin and joint disease are both coming from widespread inflammation. In our rheumatology clinics, what we find is that some patients without the skin disease need a deeper dive into the history and pattern over time so that we can kind of make that correct diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis. Yeah, and our listeners may be surprised to hear that there are approximately 1 million people with psoriatic arthritis in the United States, and overall it affects up to 2% of the general population. Can you talk to us about who is most likely to get psoriatic arthritis? Sure. Psoriatic arthritis is strong in families, and anyone who's living with it can probably recall a close family member. What's unique about psoriatic arthritis and how differently it presents in families, though, it may actually vary who has the skin and who has the joint disease, and maybe even how severe it may be. It's key to note that this type of arthritis is an arthritis for young people. Common onset is in 30s to 50s, and it affects both men and women. It even affects minority population, and, and it's tougher because you have to be trained to see and notice psoriasis in skin of color. I suspect that if we did a better job at finding and diagnosing psoriatic arthritis, we may even find that prevalence could be higher. So turning to diagnosis, can you tell us about your approach to diagnosis and how a patient's medical history, physical exam, and diagnostic testing all play a role? This is the part of rheumatology that rheumatologists really love about our job. And that is that the history taking and the physical exam are really key components to making a diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis. Many times we get labs and x-rays, but they don't tell the whole story. As I mentioned, the labs and x-rays can sometimes be normal, especially if you have a patient with earlier diagnosis. So you may find that we dig into history that family history is also really important. You might find us asking about things outside of the joints and skin, like the eyes, the spine, the tendons, colon, and other key organs. What we're trying to do is get that deeper history, maybe even a time before you're in the office where psoriasis could have been present in the past, years prior to your joint pain. The important thing, too, about psoriatic arthritis is that it comes and goes over time. It can change. There can be times when it's flaring and very active, and other times it's quiet. So a lot of the diagnostic workup happens in your visits with your rheumatologist over time. And the path to diagnosis is different for everyone. But can you talk about why early diagnosis is so important, especially when it comes to psoriatic arthritis? Well, I think for the patient, it's never soon enough. And early diagnosis is everything. I mean, who wants to live with joint pain and fatigue any longer than they have to? But really, there's more to the science of this disease that makes early diagnosis so important. With any immune-mediated disease like psoriatic arthritis, there are multiple cascades of inflammation pathways. What that means is that the disease may grow exponentially harder to control the longer you have it. So the earlier you catch it and treat it, the smaller the inflammation storm may be and the easier it is to get under control. When you find a medicine that's working sooner and better, 
there are less flare-ups and less damage done. So realizing that psoriatic arthritis is a chronic condition and does not have a cure, can you talk about what a treatment plan may look like? Sure. The first thing I like to do to help my patients is reassure them that they haven't done anything wrong to get psoriatic arthritis, especially as they have struggled seeing multiple doctors, or maybe it's been hard to get their diagnosis. It's really key they get that mental transformation where they feel like they can take control and help their own disease. So that first step is getting to the rheumatologist and working closely with all of your doctors. The key to a good psoriatic arthritis treatment plan is incorporating a combination of the right medicines and good lifestyle choices. Medicines may range from oral tablets that relieve symptoms and improve inflammation, all the way to more advanced treatments that target disease control. Good lifestyle choices that reduce inflammation are really important areas of wellness that we spend time with, like sleep, nutrition, exercise, mood, and mindfulness. Depending on where the patient is in their journey with psoriatic arthritis, their needs may change, and so will those treatment discussions over time. Okay, and now that we have a better understanding of psoriatic arthritis, I'd like to shift to the other forms of arthritis. So let's start with rheumatoid arthritis, also known as RA. What is rheumatoid arthritis, and how is it different in terms of symptoms? It's pretty common for patients to confuse rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis. There is a bigger body of literature. There has been more time to study and research rheumatoid arthritis. So we kind of get that a lot in clinic where the patient goes, oh, I'm relieved. I don't have rheumatoid. It's just psoriatic arthritis. And we have to go back and explain. Psoriatic arthritis is a damaging form of arthritis also. And it's just as important to treat the inflammation. So where both of these arthritis cause joint pain, chronic fatigue. They also affect multiple areas of the body. In the end, like I said, they can cause deformities when left untreated. But the details and how they're different are actually pretty important. Oftentimes, RA will have abnormal lab tests and x-ray changes that help make the diagnosis easier, whereas psoriatic arthritis doesn't always have those abnormal labs and x-rays. Now we have therapies that really target specific pathways for psoriatic arthritis. And what about osteoarthritis, known as OA? How is that different from psoriatic arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis? Defining the difference between osteoarthritis and inflammation arthritis is a big part of my clinic day. There's actually a lot of confusion around this difference in my clinic when patients are already diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. So we have to really drill down the difference with each patient depending on where their arthritis is coming out. Osteoarthritis is the most common form of arthritis and it's burdensome as we age. It's kind of your classic familial form and is caused by a degenerative or wear and tear effect on our skeleton. It's often present in the spine, the thumbs, the knees, or the big toes. And it's not really caused by the same inflammation damage that psoriatic arthritis comes from. Keep in mind that with psoriatic arthritis, you have that overactive immune system, that storm effect in your body. And so again, sometimes you have to talk with your doctor about your different types of pain and which pain that might be coming from. 
again, back to treatment in psoriatic arthritis, you need to target the disease with immune therapies and lower inflammation behaviors, like those wellness activities. Whereas with osteoarthritis, your focus is more on rehab, strengthening, pain relievers, and keeping moving. And my last question for you, Dr. Perkins, where can our listeners go for more information about psoriatic arthritis? I highly recommend going to your doctor first and asking for their favorites. I like foundation websites like the one you found here at psoriasis.org and peer or doctor-reviewed resources. Be sure whatever resource you frequent, that resource is supportive and fosters good disease state education and wellness. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Perkins, for taking your time to join us on SoundBites today. We really appreciate your expertise and insights about the difference between psoriatic arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and osteoarthritis, and the connection between psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis. This sponsored episode is brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, which compensated Dr. Perkins for her time. For more information, please visit www.psarealtalk.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.